This week on Jesus Center Stage, Elsie's out delivering food to the wrong house, and we talk about what the priorities of the church really should be. So, you know, today I was uh, making, trying to make a delivery for Walmart, and <laughs> the house number was supposed to be 2008, right? Okay. And so I'm driving. I've never been to this house before. And I'm driving, and I'm looking for the number on the mailbox, right? Mm-hmm. And the mailbox didn't have a number. But I thought, well, it's got to be this house because right there is six, so this one has to be eight. So I backed my little car up to the drive, you know, up the driveway, and I get out and I start gathering the bags. And the uh, delivery instructions said, put it on the back deck, okay? So I'm gathering up my little bags, and this truck comes down the road, and it stops just before it pulls in the driveway. And this poor man had the most confused expression on his face. Like, the most confused expression. And I was like, well, I gotta hurry and get out of his way, because he must live here. Well, he backs his truck up and, like, parks on the road in front of the house, and he gets out, and he walks, and he, like, tilts his head looking up the driveway at me. And I'm like is this house 2008 and he's like no this is 2108 i'm like oh my goodness i was so embarrassed i'm like i am so sorry because not only am i at the wrong house completely at the wrong house but the reason i asked was because there's no back deck at this house like i can't put groceries on a back deck that has there's no back deck here so like something's wrong so then i like i asked the man and he's like he was so confused as to why this random person is backed up to his house it's good that he showed up though well i would i was stopping anyways because there was no back deck mm-hmm. and i was like there's something like something's amiss because there's no back deck but yeah, he was like, he was so confused as to why this little blue car is backed up to his house, and I was like, I am so sorry, I am so sorry. He's like, no, it's it's okay, and he was like very hesitant about that. Yeah. Like he wasn't rude or anything. He was just like so confused. Well, given your looks, he most likely thought you was up to no good. Right. He right. I'm sure was, that's what it was. Yep. You was trying to break in and just using those groceries as a distraction. Yeah, because I just have lots of Walmart bags in my car, just mm-hmm. going around with them for no reason. Yep. Yep. Anyways, I when was people so see embarrassed. You, they think thug life is the first thing that comes to mind. Right. Yeah. I used to have a. An, oh, no, we shouldn't go there. Never mind. I used to have a nickname that alluded to thug life. Um, so, I left that house obviously. And then I sent a message to my friend who's also out there doing things like I do every day, uh, not breaking in houses, but delivering groceries. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like, this just happened. She died laughing at me. I'm like, it's not funny. I was so embarrassed. And then later I got to thinking about the look on his face and <laughs> that part was pretty funny. How <laughs> he was so confused. <laughs> how far from, from the actual house was you supposed to be? Or was you? Well, I, w- I mean, I was on the right road. I was just, I stopped at 2108 instead of 2008. Mm-hmm. So it was like, I don't know, six, eight houses down. Oh, so you was a good way to lie there. Yeah, it wasn't like, yeah. but I mean, it wasn't, it was less than a quarter mile. It was just a few, mm-hmm. you know, a few houses down from where I was. But the, the, the most embarrassing thing about it was literally the house next to the driveway that I pulled up 
had the numbers 2106 on it. And somehow it, the one just didn't register. I was like, oh, yeah. wait, that's two six. Okay, so it has to be. Th- yeah, it was, it was so it was so embarrassing. Adventures of delivery. It was so Adventures bad. <laughs> it was so bad. Yeah. You ever wonder about like street numbers? Because sometimes they they make zero sense. Oh, like, that is the one, horriblest thing. You'll have one house that's like twenty one oh two, and then the next house might be twenty two seventeen or something. Yeah. It, the the house that you never know which side of the road mm-hmm. they're going to be on. The odds are evens. You never know, and. You can have, there's some like subdivisions that'll have a 14 and then a 36. The next yeah. house over, it's just 36. Like, yeah. why did we go from four? There was, there was a sequence like that today that skipped like 15 to 20 numbers from one house to the next. Yeah. And I'm like, why? Why does this? Yeah, that is where, the worst. Where I used to is, live is bef- the house numbers that don't make sense. Before we got married, uh, the house right before me was 58. My house was 68, so I'm think so that would make you think each house is a 10. But then they put in another house beside of me later, and it was it was not I forget what the number 60, was. 60, I think. Yeah, it is 60. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it went in <laughs> it was in the middle of mine and the one yeah. beside me. Yeah, so. How uh, they makes, figure these things, I don't, I don't know. know. That That is the hardest thing about deliveries is making sure you're at the right location yeah. when people don't have house numbers or mailbox numbers. My favorite people are people who have mailbox numbers. Some people go overboard, and they're my favorite. They have the numbers on their mailbox. They have a little sign by their driveway with, mm-hmm. the, with the numbers, and they have it somewhere on their porch, yeah. above the door, on the post, whatever. However, we are not some of my favorite people because our mailbox is even across the road from yeah. where it, we are it don't have our and it has no information our no. house has no information this We're is why this is why is what we are is why i don't get people to deliver things to my house yeah because it is so it's so confusing and I've i know how about, that is i've thought about getting and put and we're on a corner also which makes it more difficult because now you got two roads to choose from yeah um but uh yeah i've thought about putting numbers on the house before just to help the pizza delivery guy <laughs> yeah, no. it's it's hard when you don't have numbers. Yeah. Um. Well, I don't forgot where I was going for that with that story. Um, I was so sidetracked with. Oh, I was going to say if I was the city manager who laid out the city, every street would start with house number one, <laughs> and then number two, and number three. And that Wait, would no, be, you have to have it though, like zigzag though. Like if you have one on the left side, I don't of the have road. to. If I was city manager, I make it however I wanted. That's it's like that everywhere. One side of the road has odd numbers, and one side of the road has even numbers. I could probably do like that everywhere. Yeah, I could probably make that happen. But no, if you're city manager, what you need to do is make happened, everybody put a house number on their house that's what, what would you happen need. if you had if house number one was on the left side of the road house two was on the right but then you had three houses on the right before you had another house on the you left. skip the odd numbers so you, you have, go two you have, four six eight and then the second house on the on the left would be what number nine if it's if it's that far from the first house mm-hmm. it would be nine yeah. That's how I have to figure out house numbers sometimes is look on the opposite side of the road and 
so like if I'm looking for something that ends in 17 and there's no there's no numbers, I'm looking on the other side of the road to find 16 and 18 so I know which house is 17 mm. because it zigzags. You have to get creative have, trying to find people's houses yeah. if they don't have numbers. This, and if all else fails, you bang on the door and say, is this the right house? <laughs> Did you order groceries? Because <laughs> you have left left some sometime where they was they didn't order them. I've done that, that a total of three times, and all three times I was able to remedy it. Yeah. So. Yeah. One was a business. I left it at the wrong, like there were two buildings, and I left it in the wrong building. Mm -hmm. And another one was apartment complexes where there were two buildings, and I left it in the right the right apartment right floor but the wrong building mm -hmm. and i was able to fix that and then there was another one oh it was the walmart delivery i the gps abandoned me in uh wildwood one day i don't think i ever told you this and it was really sketchy and i was just like trying to hurry up and drop the groceries and then it was the wrong house so then i had to go back to the sketchy house mm. And get all of the groceries that I left double, double <laughs> the back, sketchy now. at the back door and then take them to the right house. Yeah. Because there was no mailboxes and there were no numbers and my GPS said it was there and then it wasn't there and it, yeah, it was a whole thing. Well, if you're in but, Wildwood, you're way out of the city, so. Yeah. People do things differently. Yes, they do. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was not my, it was not my best delivery. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, well, we went a long ways around on that little story there. Um, I Moral got a question. of the story, put numbers on your put house. Put numbers on your house, and if you need new house numbers, call me. I'll give you one. Um, <laughs> I'll say, what number What number is your house on the street? That's your number. Yeah, but w from which end? It don't matter. What we'll if it, meet in the middle. What each if it's, end will have a house number one on it. <laughs> then I'll really get it at the wrong house. I think I just I think I just nailed the reason why I'm not city manager. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> <laughs> so if I ask you the question of what's the most important thing for a church, what would your answer be? I'm determined to know nothing among you save Jesus Christ and Him crucified. So that would be Jesus, <laughs> and and that is. That should be easy to know. That should be uh, a big flashing neon sign for mm -hmm. every church member, every church congregation is the most important thing. The reason we come to church, the reason that we have a building, the reason that the we reason meet in the streets, the, the, whatever we do. The is reason there Jesus. is a church. Yes, is Jesus. Um, but, you know, sometimes... And and this isn't saying people come up with a scheme and do it on purpose, but sometimes just through our traditions and our uh, efforts to get people to come to church, Jesus ends up not being the focus. Mm -hmm. And we put other things, um, you know, other things out there with a priority to them. And, and I think some of them, I said tradition, uh, you can look at, uh, you know, the way we dress or... Uh, the the what you have to look like or to to be to you know be on the stage or uh, those kinds of things. But then um, outside of tradition, we can look too at the the drive to get people to come to church. Sometimes results in 
a a very um, un-Jesus centered approach mm-hmm. because I can get people to come if we throw this festival. If we if we make it a party. Yeah, um, and, and <clears throat> this is something I just heard recently, and I hadn't even told you about this. But a new thing apparently that's happening in some churches. I've I've not personally experienced this, but another podcast that I listened to, they talked about it, is they figured out that 80s music is everybody's favorite music. And churches have found that when their congregation is in that age demographic from, say, 30 up, then they if they play 80s music, at the church, like before church starts and stuff, people come, and people. Are you kidding me? No, I'm not. So, like, there's actually real churches that are doing this. Yes. So what has happened is, we can we can do the things we can we can do church the way the Bible tells us to do church, and we're going to have thirty people. Or we can tell people that we're going to play um, Oreo Speedwagon and um, Bon Jovi and we're going to have 300 people, so let's do that. And, and it's an effort It's an effort to get people to come to church, which on the surface sounds good because we want people to come to church. But However, that has nothing by the to means, do with Jesus. Yeah, by the means we're getting them there. And I think that's that's uh, that's something that's happening, and that's just that's to me that's a very drastic, um, you know, example. Yeah. But but it, it really is. I've heard I've heard that discussed twice now. That. Uh, that I, they play. I guess when I'm ha- like, who thinks that's a good idea? <sighs> like let's let's know. get people in in a mood to have fun. Or be lovey with their spouse and dance with them, or whatever else eighties music is, mm-hmm. and then try to worship Jesus. Yeah, like who thinks this is a, like who who thinks who thinks this is a good idea? People who just are worried about the number of people in their in their seats and not. The eternal salvation of the people in their and seats. Like you said, I think I, obviously I feel like too that's a, a drastic example. Um, but I, honestly, there's probably a lot of things as individuals or as churches that we don't prepare ourselves to worship when we go because we're focused on other things, mm-hmm. and we make church about hanging out with our friends or talking with other people or you know comparing i've been in some church circles where the the talk among the women is the the stylishness of their clothes yeah come you know or the fanciness of their hair and like that's the number of bobby pins they have yes the number (laughs) of that's important um and and so like that's the conversation among them and and none of it has anything to do with Jesus. Is any of that conversation wrong? No, unless like you have a pride thing with how many bobby pins you have, then you know. But the conversation in itself is not wrong. It's just it's 
taking away from what should be important. Mm-hmm. And so when your whole women will get this, if you are at a large church or any church and there's multiple stalls in the bathroom and you're waiting in line, there's always conversation. And so when the bathroom talk is your clothes or your hair or what the person across from you did yesterday instead mm-hmm. and like that that's the only reason you come to church is to talk about all of that stuff yeah and there's no there's no discussion on what Jesus did for me this week why I'm excited to be here like there's no there's no discussion including Let's, Jesus let, let me interject here are you saying that between stalls, there's conversation? No, when you're waiting in line. Oh, in the line. In the line, oh, okay. yes. Okay. Like when you go to a big church or you go to a concert or an event or whatever, mm-hmm. the women in line waiting to go to the bathroom always talk to each other. Okay. Even if you've never seen them before. Yeah. It's like a, th- it's like a code we have, okay? I can, I can see that. <laughs> I, I was thinking at first you was talking about like you was in there sitting on the toilet and like having conversation. No. And let me tell you why that's There is a bad one person idea. that I go shopping with that does that. And yes. It's always funny to me. You know, I know who this is. <laughs> I'm not going to name names. <laughs> but let me tell you why that's a bad idea is because nowadays the person in the stall, they may not be talking to you. I know. They could be on the phone. I know. And then you answer them. And I know. Yeah. So yeah. I've I've actually I know, I witnessed that happening before. <laughs> I and, would uh, just die laughing. <laughs> no, there great. was uh, there was a guy in the stall, and I was in there. He was on the phone, so I I heard him talking a little bit. Well, then another guy walked in, and was like at you know in the next stall over or something. And then that guy on the phone started talking again, and I heard the guy, the, the new guy, started talking back to him. And, uh, That's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyways, no, um, I was saying in the in the line, okay? Yeah, in the line. No, but we. But and I'm not again. I'm not saying that any of those things are like wrong to talk mm-hmm. about. It's just, what are we there for? Like, is this the reason we're showing up? For yeah. the 80s music. Am I showing up because there's 80s music? Mm-hmm. And clearly, if without 80s music, there's 30 people. And with 80s music, there's 300 people. You've got 270 people. <laughs> Took me a second. That college is really paying <laughs> off. You've got 270 people who are showing up for the 80s music. Yeah. So, yeah. like, th- 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 if that's the only reason they're coming, they- they're not getting it. Mm-hmm. I wish I'd took notes on that podcast because it was funny. Like... The eighties music that they they referenced playing, like if you really, really twisted it, you could say, Oh, that could be about God. It wasn't. But it clearly wasn't. No. But you're you know, you you're singing like I I was lost until I found you and but it, back in the eighties, you know, Duran Duran or somebody was singing it and it was not about Jesus, it was about I was lost until I found my girlfriend. Yeah, and I think and, and they like, play in that now. You can't, you can't just make something about Jesus that wasn't to, wasn't written to be about him. Oh, I remember when you is is eighties, but there's a guy I think James Taylor, and he he has a song that says, "How sweet it is to be loved by you." And they and try the, to make that about Jesus. Yeah, it's how it's how sweet it is to be loved by you, Jesus. Yeah, 
that was that was one of them they I can't they hit on but like that hurts my feelings to be honest with you because you're taking the the casual feel good mm-hmm. love quote air quotes love that people have toward one another and saying that Jesus has that kind of love for me that offends me because Jesus's love is like like it makes his love for us makes our love toward each other look like not even love at all well I hate exactly yeah so trying to make those songs about him and how he is Mm -hmm. like that's offensive yeah but you know outside of of those things those are like so obvious but then you look at churches who maybe um, focus a lot on healings mm-hmm. or uh, speaking in tongues or, you know, Bad some spirits. other, some, yeah, some other kind of signs or miracles. And, you know, there's a lot of that stuff that, that we can find scripture for in the Bible. But when, when that is the majority of the focus then that's why that question to begin with, what's the most important thing for the church? And it's Jesus. Right. So I think with some things like the you mentioned healings, it's not that we don't trust Jesus for healings or that we shouldn't ask him for healings, mm-hmm. but I think we endanger bringing in confusion and even ruining people yeah. if that makes sense if we focus so much on healing 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 and then somebody doesn't get theirs yeah then then what answer do you have so we if we veer off on something if we focus so much on something it whether it's healing and somebody doesn't get theirs here te- here mm-hmm. not ulti- i mean they like they die and go to heaven they're ultimately here healed i'm saying the healing that we like to see yeah um, somebody doesn't get theirs, or if you're focusing on speaking in tongues, but you lie after service, yeah. or you focus, you you if we focus on any of these one things, like like pick pick whatever it is, if it's not Jesus, it's not it's not where we should be focusing, and it's ultimately I feel like it's going to cause confusion, yeah, and hurt because I know with the healing thing, I have been told. Well, you just don't have enough faith. Mm-hmm. Well, then you then you start like, okay, so how do I get more faith? What do I do? You know, but or you're not tithing enough. Oh my goodness! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's just focus on that one for a minute. <laughs> There's there that is something that that there are churches that focus on. Your level of blessing in your life is directly tied to how much you give. Yeah. Um, you yeah. turn on the TV, and if you sow this much there's no focus mm-hmm. on jesus in that there's if you sow x amount you'll get yeah. multiple and, back you and know i feel like maybe instead we're getting, of just jesus maybe we're getting a little bit off topic because they are those churches that are clearly just just there trying to get your money um but i you know if you you somebody might be listening to this right now and thinking i don't know if i I don't know if I see this. I don't, you know, I don't know if I've seen this in church. But start looking, like if you're on Facebook, social media, start looking at, at events that churches promote 
are looking at church signs on your on your drive each day. And when you see something like I know a common one, I'll see it on Facebook. You know, we're having a a, a special service this Sunday. Come for your healing. Mm-hmm. That's what it'll be. Come for your healing or come for your breakthrough. Come for your prophecy. Come for your prophecy. So right then, what is the focus of that service? Is it mm-hmm. Jesus? Mm-mm. It is my healing. Come for your healing. That's that's don't, the big headline. Don't come to worship Jesus. Come to get something. Yeah. Yeah. And, no, and, and that's, that's the thing that we is, don't advertise as come for a chance to worship Jesus. Mm-hmm. Nobody gets excited about that. Mm-mm. Nobody wants to show up for that. Nobody wants to show up for a special service where we just came to praise the Lord. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just like, oh, well, we, you know, whatever. Like, yeah, what's exciting about that when yeah. I could go next door and get my breakthrough? Although I don't even know what that is. It's <laughs> a podcast for another time. <laughs> but no, that's a that's a good point. We we have to we advertise as churches come to this special event where you're going to get healing or you're going to get deliverance or you're going to get a breakthrough. Not that any of those like deliverance is real, but what do you need to get deliverance? A deliverance service? No. Let me introduce you to Jesus. Yeah. You don't have to go to a special event to to get to know Jesus. Like Jesus imagine, is not tied to those things. He's Jesus. Could you imagine if you replaced that that sign that said "Come for your healing," but instead it said "Come and crucify your flesh on Sunday"? <laughs> Nobody would show up. <laughs> Come and <laughs> even. Even replace it with come get to know Jesus. Mm-hmm. Come and yeah. get to know Jesus. And everybody's like, well, I know who Jesus is. But here's my thing. If if we as the church would focus on Jesus and focus on introducing Jesus to people the way that he truly is. Mm-hmm. And when people really got to know Jesus, they wouldn't need any other reason to come to church. Yeah, Because once you know him. And you know how, just just once you know him, who he is, like you just want to come to church and worship him and be in his presence and sing to him and not sing the 80s songs, but sing like yeah. actual worship songs about Jesus. I just thought, I just thought of a, an awesome, <laughs> I don't know what to call it, idea. We'll go with the idea. I have a feeling this is not so awesome. No, it's going you, to it's you, going to be awesome. The look on your face <laughs> makes me very question no, question think, this. I think we should do a a a video series or a series of memes. How's that? That what if the Apostle Paul was your social media director and and put a series of of church invitations out. Oh my goodness! <laughs> Stuff like "Come Die Daily," <laughs> three, three. We got a three-day revival. Come die three times this week. <laughs> Come crucify your flesh. <laughs> Could you oh imagine if God. the Apostle Paul was the one who put out church signs? How much different they would look? Yeah. Than they do today. It would yeah. be pretty scathing. Yeah, we should probably he- work on that. Make a make a whole ever as they come to us, because you can do you do really good on uh, graphic design. We should like make little church signs 
if the Apostle Paul if was, the Apostle Paul was the media director, yeah. your church sign would say, <laughs> <laughs> and you would have three people show up. <laughs> no, oh, but you know, ultimately, how far we've come from the Book of First, First and Second Corinthians. Yes, um, the Bible tells us to seek first the kingdom of God, mm-hmm. and we know that that kingdom of God is through Jesus Christ. So anything else that we're throwing out there, whether it be come for your healing, your breakthrough, your miracle, whether it be come to hear great music, even it, there's another one. We focused a while ago because it's so outrageous on 80s music. But if I said come to our church because we got the greatest worship band in the world and they're going to be playing for mm-hmm. one hour, you know, casting crowns, that, top they- hits. People are going to come because they go, oh, I love Casting Crowns. Yeah. That's awesome. That's but great. That's, I love Casting Crowns, too. But, but that if shouldn't that's, be the reason. Yeah, if that's the reason but here's, to focus on, then you've you Here's kinda, another thing with the music is so many times we say, well, worship was good or worship wasn't good because it was my style that I like or not my style that I like. Mm-hmm. And so You're I You're guilty choose, of that, by the way. I'm getting better at it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting better at Call out right there. My seven-month church church helped me, (laughs) helped me get through some of these things. Um, But we we tend to equate whether or not church was good Mm -hmm. for how we enjoyed it. But then, like, it's making that about us. Yeah. Not church was good because I worshipped or church was good because I was, I had this opportunity to pray with other believers or whatever. But like church should always be good. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't be like church was good today because the music was good. Like yeah. the music can absolutely bomb and church should still be good. Because we don't go to church for how good the music is. Yeah. We shouldn't go to church for how good. We shouldn't go to church because they sing my style or mm-hmm. this is the way I'm used to it or they have pews and not chairs, or they have chairs and not pews, or... Coffee. They have coffee. Oh, I love coffee, though. I'm just... <laughs> they have coffee, or they don't have coffee, or they do this in, in their service, and they don't do that. Like, really, none of that matters. It's how much Jesus is there. Mm-hmm. How much How much focus is placed on Jesus? Yeah. When I leave church today is not... If there was a certain amount of tradition or lack thereof, but how much Jesus was represented? Mm-hmm. Was Jesus represented in the songs? Was Jesus represented in the message? Was he represented in my conversation with other believers? Yeah. Not how well everybody like, was it's supposed to be. Or, yes. It's supposed to be the gathering to that together. It's supposed to be for the edification of the body of Christ. And that happens with Jesus. Mm-hmm. And all of these other things that we can talk about, you take Jesus out of it, and you ain't got nothing. No, you just have a social gathering. Exactly, with yeah. a whole bunch of emotional hype. So good yeah. luck with that. Yeah. <laughs> but I prefer Jesus. <laughs> no, and, and, you know, we talked before, the gospel in itself is offensive because our flesh and everything about us is contrary to, right. to the laws of we God. We don't like to be told we're wrong yeah. so or that we need something. Sometimes, uh, and I heard someone at our church said this just a few weeks ago, is do we say good service 
because that message like stepped all over my toes mm-hmm. and made me feel conviction. So do I say good service to that, or do I say that was a uh, convicting Sometimes service? Sometimes we just or, have to say ouch. Yeah, <laughs> and, and that's what I'm saying is you might walk out of there with tears in your eyes because something that was in the message made you really realize that maybe you, you could got some do, growing yeah, to do. you could do more than what you're doing mm-hmm. and and you know all of a sudden it's i don't know if that was a good message or not or a good service or not but it is if you have grown mm-hmm. and if you have you know understood what god is is yeah. you know doing in your I life i think we need just to, to change our definition of of it from it was good because I felt good and I felt comfortable and I felt happy the whole time mm-hmm. to when I feel conviction because yeah. our our purpose is to tell others about Jesus and to become more like him. Mm-hmm. So when something happens and, and the Holy Spirit uses what was said in a song or what was said in a sermon to convict my heart in order to make me more like Christ, then even though it may feel painful in that moment, praise the Lord. Yeah. Because he's still working on me and I'm still growing. And like this, this is good. This is going from glory to glory to glory. Like this is good. Mm-hmm. I, I'm going to say this and it and it's, could be very controversial. You might should use this on audaciously unpopular. Um, but it, and I tell you where it came from. It came from the the pastor uh, John MacArthur. But, oh, he's very unpopular. <laughs> yeah, but he he said he said something along these lines that a a a good church service should be a church service that when a a non believer is is there that they feel like they don't belong. Wow! Because. It's a it's a gathering of believers praising the God they believe in, mm-hmm. and and that's it. And if someone who doesn't believe comes into that church, they should have the feeling I don't belong here. Yeah. And I'm I not, don't have what they have. Yeah, that's a very unpopular because everybody is saying we want we want everybody to to feel like they belong in our church. But if somebody walks in that doesn't belong that doesn't believe in Jesus. They should be uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. They should feel anxiety, and and but the church in general thinks we've got to make these people feel comfortable, and and what I my my thought is on that topic is we need to show them love. That's what we need right. to do. That's what I was thinking. But but we don't need to say we don't need to water down anything because yeah, they walked in yeah we need to play this 80s music so these people feel comfortable here yeah. no when they walk in they need to say if i'm going to come here every week then i need to be born again yeah i need to be changed to fit in to what these people believe mm-hmm. instead of saying i might or might not believe in Jesus. I don't and not know. not take it seriously. But when I come here, I feel so good and I feel so comfortable. It doesn't really matter. And if I, I can do come or not. here every Sunday mm-hmm. and and not you know feel no conviction. But if you walk in and and that feeling overcomes you of, I'm around. I'm missing something. Yeah, I'm I'm in a group of people right now who are nothing like me, and I don't fit in with them. That's what church is really and supposed I, yeah. to be, but in a loving way. Well, if we love them. While we're worshiping, 
Mm-hmm. Like, if we love them in the door, mm-hmm. and then we focus and we worship, that that uh, the Holy Spirit's going to take care of the uncomfortableness. Yeah. You know, if we if we present Jesus to the best of our ability without distraction, without watering down the gospel, then the Holy Spirit will use that atmosphere to create that conviction and that uncomfortableness so that they look at the people, well, they're not uncomfortable. They're they're great. Like, what do yeah. they got that I don't have? How come they look peaceful? How why do mm-hmm. they why do they have this joy? I want that. Yeah. And so it's not that we don't want people to come, like we want them to come. Exactly. But not to get so like we have to be careful not to make the atmosphere of the church so comfortable that there's no conviction. Yeah. No, because you, you then can't not only say, are not only are the unsaved st- still unsaved, mm-hmm. but your saved people are not growing. No, they're because not. there's no there's no conviction. There's no, if no you, if you know substance who who is unsaved and their enjoyment is going to a nightclub on, you know, Friday night. Mm-hmm. So you say if they're coming to church on Sunday then we're going to kind of make our church seem like a nightclub. That way they'll be comfortable here. Well, then Jesus isn't the focus no more. Right. And that's back to where we started at. So, yeah, there's a lot goes on. Um, and, and my encouragement to churches, but also my prayer for, for myself and, and for you as my wife, is that, um, that we are always in that place of, recognizing this is about him that that it's about him and it's not just sunday at church but it's it's, it's each life. and every day in life and that's the very um you know the very thing about jesus center stage is everyday life the the other days of the week when you're not at church and making sure that that our lives are are with him at the center of them mm-hmm. and uh, and not caught up in the things that that look good you know, that image, but knowing that God looks on the inside. So no matter what we portray on the outside, we still got to have him. That's right. So, well, all right. I think we have uh, reached our time and uh, just keep Jesus center stage in your life.